Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have Death and Gloria. They have a new album called Death and Gloria 2, Death by Admin, which was released on August 10th. Right now, I'm being joined by Galena to share some more information about this release and what the gang has got going on. So, Galena, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? Fabulous. How are you? I am good. I want to thank you for saying the album name correctly. You were the, the only person who does. Everyone else just shortens it to Death by Admin. And that's not right. It's not correct. No. So the whole Death and Gloria 2 electric boogle. No, it's Death and Gloria 2 Death by Admin. Hey. <laughs> well, I, I imagine it was important because as I was preparing for this interview, Galena, true story was I had that moment of contemplation where I said, ooh, should I just say Death by Admin? And then I thought... Well, no, it's a second album. It's a second release. And then this is the subtitle to the fact that it's Death and Gloria 2. And then there's the subtitle. So why would I just... Yeah. Exactly. It's rude, quite frankly, if they shorten it. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. But if you've shortened it, I won't be that offended. For everyone else out there who may have uh, shortened it in the past, it's fine too. Yeah, I'll be be offended for you. How dare you make subtitles (laughs) the main title? (laughs) I just... I just did it so that the band name and the fact it was a second album was all in one title. That's that's basically it. Otherwise, it would be just Death by Admin. But I just wanted people to know it wasn't our first one. Right. But there's more, you know. Yeah. So. We're more than just this. That's it. It's a very, um, I want to say marketing savvy. I guess what went into creating this record? There obviously is a callback to the first one then somehow. No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> you just want people so to know. I, well, I just want to, because the first one was my first, was our first album, right? And that's, we've been living, been dying by, living and dying by that album for the last three years, four years. I mean, because the second album is a year late because of, you know, their reasons. The reasons. Um, Do they the have those reasons. in space too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we were in space, so we were already isolating, and then loads of people wanted to come and join our party, and we said, no, we don't have the oxygen supply, sorry, right. just stay down there, you you filthy, <laughs> diseased monkeys, you just stay where you are. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, our all of our albums, and all of our albums come with a comic that goes along with the story and every album is a a single sci-fi story like a complete sci-fi story um and each one at the end all humanity dies off completely like not one person left alive every single body dies no more humans wow so there you go now you've got the gist of all death and gloria stories mm-hmm. an album yeah sounds fabulous so then how did humanity regenerate to create album number two Oh, they don't regenerate. We just we just start a new timeline. Oh, gotcha. Okay, right. There is no there is no continuation. There's no uh, connection between the two records. Right. No, no. Apart from the only connection between them is the company that is in every story. Because you you know like I basically I'm a massive aliens fan. Like that's my film. That's my jam. You know, aliens is my jam. Uh, so there is a and they have Wayland Corporation and we have Okami Industries. So uh, Okami is the name of the AI in the first comic. And it's the company that our character works for in the second comic. Ooh. So that's the only connector between them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same company. Yeah. yeah. Now, I guess a basic question for you, Galena, is 
How did you come up with this stuff? Uh, you mean the whole concept as a whole? Mm. Uh, the whole concept as a whole. The whole concept uh, as a whole. Oh, concept! Right. So for like t- for a long time, I won't say how many years, I wanted to start a band, and uh, so I've been through. I'm now on my sixth. No, well, I've been through five bass players and twelve drummers, and then it's I was like, uh, I can't normal. wait. Perfectly yeah, I can't wait for humans anymore. So I just decided to do it on my own. Yeah. So I was just going to get up on stage on my own, play guitar and sing. So I thought I have to have something on stage with me. Um, that'll have to be visual. It'll have to be big. Uh, what's the what's the easiest thing I could do that's visual and big to get this band started? And I'm like, oh, we could do a comic book. Okay, if we're going to do a comic, if we're going to do animations, we could do a comic and if we're going to do a comic, then we need a story. And then that's, and then it just became, that's what I do. So, uh, yeah. So it's just storytelling through rock music and animations and a comic book. So you have to read the comic as well as listen to the songs. But the songs are, are written in such a way that you could just enjoy the songs on Spotify if you wanted and not bother with the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the hardcore fans, there's always a second, there's another layer in there somewhere. Whoa. So for the second album, there'll be a fully animated comic that'll be the whole story. But you need to ha- buy the physical album, which comes on a, it's not a, the physical album comes on an ID card. On an ID card. Uh, of which I don't have one around for some reason. There we go. Oh, can I have your, yeah, sorry. I'm just going to get the ID card so you can see it. Mm-hmm. Have, have uh, your assistant helper. bring it, yes. Oh, my assistant. Yeah, so uh, the ID cards are like this. Uh, most of them, ha- oh, most of them mm-hmm. have the album cover on it. This one is actually a custom, which is a VIP package bundle package. Mm-hmm. There we go, I do that. And this one is my mother. <laughs> so um, people can have their own images put on the cards if they want. But this is what the album comes on. So you scan the QR code and it takes you to a special part of the website that's only accessible through the QR code on the cards wow uh, and that's where everything will live and that includes that's going to include a live dvd of our album launch which happened last week and then the full animated comic will be there and only there there might be snippets of it out in the ether mm-hmm. on youtube and whatnot but the rest of it won't exist there wow okay because people, people don't care for the big story they just want the songs and or the live show and that's fine mm-hmm. so we keep all the rest of it for folks who are invested invested how did you do the live show is that allowed was it just one of those um you're on a stage with cameras but nobody's really there because of covid how did how did it go oh no we are we are in the uk so we are uh, our show was in london and we are just out off off that now so we had an audience we had quite we had it wasn't a full room because people a lot of people were like we're just not ready to come out yet yep but yeah, it was a bit half full, so that was it was good. It was three times more people than I thought were going to turn up, you know. So it was yeah. good. It was, it was good. Um, yeah. So, but we had we were allowed um, to get around. So we didn't get around COVID things. We weren't. Our room wasn't strict on having COVID passports and stuff because we finished at nine o'clock at night, and because we uh, weren't going to have a full capacity. So right. we were still under under the whatever it was. Okay. Is that a... So, yeah, that's... Okay. Now, federally, the uh, Canadian government has not said that they're going to impose uh, the passport system at a federal level. They're going to leave that up to the provincial level. And where I live, it's 
the Wild West, so they're never going to do something like that because that just would go against everything that rednecks live for. Um, <laughs> but in Quebec, where they were like, oh, my God, more red tape. Let's do it. They love red tape in French Canada. So they are all on board with the passport system. How does that work? Uh, I'm Oh, so here you get a little card when you get injected. And it has batch numbers on it. And then you write those batch numbers into an app. And then you get a QR code, oh. apparently. And then they, you can just scan the QR. Like anyone can scan it and they'll see your passport. Okay. Apparently. Yeah. I don't have it yet because I only got my second vaccination yesterday. Cool. How was it? And it, it was fine. It's got a bit of a sore head today, but that's, you know, it's yeah. better than the first time when I was lying, lying in bed for two days with the first one. That wasn't fun. No. Wouldn't be fun. Oh, all right, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Crafting a comic book. How, do you do the animation yourself? What kind of style is the animation in that you were going for? Uh, okay. I think there's a little bit of explanation needed here. There's two elements to the videos. Um, so you've got an illustration, which is what the comic is drawn in. Yes. And then you have animation, which is what the music videos are made with. So I animate the comic book. Okay. So the, I think the term you mean is illustration. Sure. Um, sorry, sorry to be that person. <laughs> anyway, okay. it's called illustration. Uh, so I don't draw to myself because I do everything else, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we had a comic book illustrator for the first comic called Nigel Dobbin, and he drew for Judge Dredd 2080. Uh, he was the official comic book illustrator for Sonic the Hedgehog, and he did like Doctor Who official comic books and uh, coloring books and stuff like that. Um, so he did our first comic, uh, and unfortunately he died when he was drawing the second one. So oh. he had a heart attack about a year ago, a year and a half ago. Um, so I, we had to find another illustrator, and I went on Fiverr and I uh, auditioned. 30 illustrators and one and the really the remit was to get as close to Nigel's um, illustrations as possible mm-hmm. and only one illustrator in the entire world of illustrators that I auditioned actually did any of the work and that's Sylvia Freer from Brazil and now she is my uh, official illustrator and she's awesome I can't tell you like if you want stuff done she can do any style she works her communication is great she gets everything done super fast and she's uh, lovely to work for as well Okay, but you get what you pay for. So just because they're off, they come off Fiverr and they may be in Brazil doesn't mean they're cheap. Uh oh, they know like good people around the world know what they're worth, mm-hmm. regardless of what country they're in. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find so, then that she's comparable to uh, cost wise to Nigel? Uh, yeah. I don't want really want to go into ins and outs of, of how much everybody costs, but uh, yeah. yeah, they're comparable. I mean, the yeah, it's good. Basically, I'm happy. Okay. Happy, happy. Uh, and I, uh, she's my illustrator now, so I should be doing all the ones going forward. We might take it darker. I think we probably will go a little bit darker on the illustration for the next couple. Mm-hmm. For the next one, anyway. But we'll see. Okay. Now, when you say darker, okay. how do you mean darker? Um, I really like because I'm really like the Sandman. Do you know? Um, you know Sandman, the comic Sandman. No. 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 Uh, well, people can look it up. Uh, it's it's you know it's a darker type of illustration. It's um, more gothy and just generally darker looking. I don't know how, really how to explain it. Really, the crow was also done in the same kind of way. Oh, I know the crow. Do you know the crow comic? 
Nope. The graphic novel? No. no I well, don't, imagine, well, imagine somebody, if somebody drew the crow, the film, Yeah. that's, pretty, I mean, it's the same ballpark, really. Yeah. Well, that's it's definitely, the crow is definitely falls under gothic for sure. Yeah. So uh, we might do that. Although our next, I mean, I've got, I've, I've got storylines going up to admit. So um, we'll see. Cause it, you know, I always say I'll go darker on the next one and never do. I was going to go darker on this one. I didn't. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll okay. see. Yeah. Cause the music might take us a different direction next time, you know, because the first, the first album was concept proof of concept, you know, so everything, uh, I did get some session people in to help me program drums and stuff like that. But I recorded, I like, uh, produced and wrote and recorded everything myself and put out everything myself on the first album and then the second so that was proof of concept and I was touring alone and I was playing festivals alone and touring the UK uh, by myself in my car um, and then this album we've got a team now so I've got a drummer who's also a producer uh, co-producer and co-songwriter on some of the songs and we've got a bass player and a manager uh, you know there's a little team of us now creating mm-hmm. stuff so the next album will be a, a collaboration of all those parts coming together yeah. on the third album but uh it, it's showing its face in the second album that we were releasing this week yeah you know Did, all that collaborations come together pretty well i think that was gonna be my next question is how has the album changed uh as a result of having people to work with um i think the drums are better <laughs> because they're not programmed now it's a live drummer so um, I think that's worked well. Um, I think just having co-conspirators is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, having people to bounce ideas off. Uh, they're not necessarily in a position just yet to say to me, no, that's total crap. We're not doing that. You know, because it's not it's not um, a democracy. It's a banal dictatorship. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's down with that. But yeah. as we move forward, I think there'll be more collaborative collaborative parts where people will just say no that doesn't work so well let's try something else yeah where at the moment it's just kind of yeah anyway anyway it's worked out really well this album is great uh you know the the, luke is our main co-conspirator our drummer and producer and he is uh 21 just out of university and he knows all the production tricks you know all those little noises that are in the background of things you know like the you just wouldn't think why why where's that back and vocal coming from you know or yeah. there's a there's a delay in there now that's amazing yeah you know now uh you mentioned you know doing shows by yourself touring around by yourself uh, I imagine it wasn't easy to bring in other people, or was it? Like, did it just make sense when it happened? Um, it, it kind of, no, it, no, it's hard because I fight against myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, I'll just do it, I'll just do it. I just want to do everything myself. Because then if I give a job, if somebody else is doing a thing, I'm not learning that thing, which I think is the problem. So mm-hmm. I've been just teaching myself all these jobs. But I'm not very good at all any of them. I can do things, but I'm not, you know, I need help basically to make them professional and get it up to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you should do the things that you're good at and then pay other people to do the bits you're not good at. Because if I was to illustrate, learn to illustrate, first of all, the comics would not be as good looking as they are. Mm-hmm. And second of all, we'd still be waiting on the first comic if I was learning to illustrate to try and get this done. So, you know, can't be do- you can't do everything. Yeah. You can't do everything. Yeah, there's a <laughs> nugget of a, there's a nugget of advice right there. 
we do have a lot of bands that listen in and musicians that listen in, and it's probably the, I don't know what you want to call it, the Achilles heel of most bands is they want to do everything themselves, and so things take five years too long, and then they burn out, and they could have just hired it out, and it would have been done a lot faster and a lot better. Yeah, I tell you, I heard an interview with Logan Mader. I don't know if you know who Logan Mader is. He was a guitarist in Machine Head uh, uh, yeah. some years ago. Yeah. Uh, sorry if I'm telling you how to suck eggs. I just, you know, whatever. Uh, I heard an interview with him, and he said if, you know, he has he does loads of music, but he doesn't do any of the drumming. So get someone who's good at drumming to do your drums. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that interview, I was really struggling with trying to learn to program drums for the first album. So I'm like, okay, well, I can't do this. So let's just find a MIDI wizard to program some drums because I didn't have any money and I didn't have whatever. So I asked Facebook, my friends on Facebook, do I know of any MIDI wizards? And some a friend, a guy called John was like, yeah, just ask Ackle. So that's Ackle from Tesseract, <laughs> sure. uh, who's, one of, who's on my friends list. So I'm like, oh, yeah, why didn't I think of that? So I just got Ackle to do the drums, and he did the drums on the first album. Wow. Uh, and that was all from listening to an interview with Logan Mader and him saying, yeah, just don't try and do – like, just get someone who's good at it to do yeah. one thing you're not good at. Yeah. Uh, did he – because I believe, unless it's the other guy from Tesseract, I'm trying to remember names exactly, but uh, did he also do mixing and mastering for you? Uh, he did not. No, uh, it was J- Jamie King is our mix and master engineer, okay. and he is the producer of uh, Between the Buried and Me. Okay. And actually, while those two people are actually connected, because um, Amos, the bass player from Tesseract, appears as the vo- a vocal uh, overlay on a Between the Buried and Me album. I just yeah. don't know which one it is. Um, it was those two came from two separate places. Mm-hmm. So Jamie came from a, a company called Noise Creators, which is basically an agency for mix and mastering engineers, high-level mix and ma- mastering engineers. Yeah. So you go to Noise Creators and you say, "This is what I'm doing. This is my 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 budget," and then they go and find you some people, and then you can ask for test mixes and whatnot. Uh, and then that's how I got Jamie. Wow. Excited. Yeah, I just basically said, like, I want I want someone who does modern metal, and I want someone who does, you know, uh, like, modern metal in the vein of Tesseract, but I, we're not, a te- we don't sound like Tesseract, and never will, but I wanted mm-hmm. something that would be modern that way, and, uh, and this, Jamie's just great. Again, uh, I like working with Jamie because he answers everything straight away, <laughs> which is, you know, communication with your freelancer is bloody key. You know, yeah. if somebody doesn't answer you for a week. I it, I don't work with them. You know, right. I just I get really stressed a lot. So I need someone with good communication. You, Galena. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, all the years I've, I've known you, I just I I know all the years you've known me. Have yeah. you ever known me to be stressed out at anything? No, I don't. No, I don't. It's because I keep it buried real deep. You know. Yeah. You know that thing like women are crazy and men are stupid. It is true that all women are completely crackers. Just some of them bury it way deeper than others. Wow. And you need to scratch the surface a bit more to get it out. Yeah. Okay. Now something you mentioned there was modern metal. So when you sat down to write the album musically, did you have uh, I don't know, a goalpost, a vision in mind where you, you said, I want it to be modern metal, let's go. Or how did how did yeah. it know? Okay. So 
Uh, first of all, I pick this, the 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 albums always start with an really old song. Like so, for because over over all those years, I was trying to start a band. I have a back catalog of unreleased material from all of that, all those many years. So I basically go back into that. I pick out one song that could relate to a sci-fi story about the end of humanity, and then I build a a story on top of that one song. Yeah. Um, and then the songs either get written for the story or i just pull them in from past from from back catalog okay. stuff so, okay you say uh, writing yeah. the song for the story does that mean that you analyze it and say oh man that should be a minor key instead of a major key and rewrite it or like how does oh no no as in i might end up with a story a hole in the story so i need to write a song to fill oh, it yeah. you know i'm just trying to think on this i can't remember oh yeah no just trying to think what songs are on this album. Oh, there's Battle uh, Stations. Oh, yeah. We use it as a weapon. Well, ba- no, no, well, Battle Stations is, is an old one, and use, and Weapon's an old one, and Nuke's an old one. Uh, it, it, you know, as demos go, they've never been released before. Yeah. So uh, Ridicule and Ritual. ritual. The Ritual of Ridicule is the new new one, but it's not. It, necess- it doesn't necessarily fill a whole story hole, but it was written for this album. Yeah. So I you need another song, and that was... That was the one I wrote specifically for this album. Yeah. Now it it flows like an album, so I'm I'm curious how you were able to take songs from different places and bring it together to to cohesively work as an album with a storyline. Well, this this the beauty about Death by Admin is that we go through the last five days of a person's exist of the humanity's existence through the eyes of one individual, and while he's you know grinding away at a day job he hates he daydreams about things that happened in his past and that's what the songs are about Mm -hmm. so it was easy to do that to do a story through the songs because the songs aren't aren't really in any timeline themselves because he's just daydreaming so they could be anywhere right so the the order that they're in is specific to how you play the songs because when you write an album that goes along with a comic book you have to play that. It's a sto- because it becomes a storyline. You have to play it from start to finish. You know, mm-hmm. you have to play. It. You can't. You can't play the the end of humanity song at the beginning of a set. You know, you've got to play it in order. Yeah. So people might complain. Gonna, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're always going to be playing the whole thing from start to finish in order. So the order you put them in is relevant to life's is with a live show in mind. So the piano song is in the middle. <laughs> the first piano song is in the middle mm-hmm. because on the first album, I foolishly put the quietest song as the second song. And that was, that didn't work live because mm-hmm. it was the second song in the set was yeah. the quiet one. Yeah. <laughs> that, no. that was, a, that was a poor choice. So I fixed it for this one. <laughs> Here we go. What happened? Did people walk away? No, it was just, you know, we were just too early in the set to have, have yeah. the quiet number, you know. Yeah. You got to have the valley where the valley goes. Exactly. Exactly. So, a lot hard that albums are put together have one eye on how a story works, but also have another eye on how it will work live. And that was another reason why I needed the illustrator to be as close to the original illustrator as possible. You know, the illustrations had to match up because each of the albums is only half an hour long. We only do short mini albums, really. Yeah. 
Um, so those songs are going to have to be played together in a set somehow. And mm-hmm. those il- illustrations, which we project on stage while playing, need to match each other somehow. Yeah. Is that like so a lot can, of uh, MIDI programming? Are you guys, like, how do you, do you practice to the, to the screen? How does it work? Well, the screen will play to the songs, and I run ten channels of audio to the desk. So, when I was on, when I was alone, the drums would all be separated out. So the kick was on one, snare was on another. You know, so the sound engineer could mix it for the room. So even when I was alone, it sounded like a full rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just one person. So it wasn't like you know, turn on your iPod, on, and that was it. Um, but but now that we've got the band. Uh, we're still running loads of channels to audit to the desk just because it makes for a better mix. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then that gets played out uh, on Logic. We use Logic for that. Cool. And it runs the backing. It runs the lights, the stage lighting, and it also runs the video and it runs uh, my guitar patches. Sweet. Because I once heard a, an interview with Dimebag, or saw a, a, an interview with Dimebag Daryl, where he said, "You know, I'm all about this." But I'm not about my feet doing this. So he didn't want to press any pedals. Yeah. He'd, so he used to have a sound, uh, his guitar tech used to press his pedals for him. Yeah. And now, and now the computer just does it for us. And yeah. it also, that's the way Tesseract do it. So that's why I do it. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> unless you're Metallica or Nickelback and you can afford somebody to hit your pedal for you, uh, MIDI is a lot cheaper and available to everybody yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. You know. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. Well, we chatted about, for the most part, uh, we did chat about the album, Death and Gloria 2, Death by Admin. We chatted also about, um, for the most part, starting what it is that you started uh, crafting the stories and the comic books and the illustrations and finding people and building a team also as well. You used Fiverr quite a bit to uh, build a team. You got a producer in there. You got some extra members in there. Um, Yeah. The videos are going to be available on today's show notes, so if you are watching it on YouTube or listening in on Spotify, in the show notes below is going to be the links for Battle Stations, and we use it as a weapon. And then also as well, Galena, you mentioned that for people who buy the record, they can have access to some additional features. So the website, deathandgloria.com, will be available on today's show notes where people can find out more information about that. Yeah, that's cool. We're also on Bandcamp. So, but you can link that through the website. It's fine. Uh, our merch bundles and stuff are on Bandcamp. Um, our VIP one that means that you get your own face on your own card, like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, this will also get you written, uh, drawn into the third comic, because we'll have your face. So we're gonna draw people in as as member uh, cast members, uh, as audience member or whatever kind of character we want actually on the third comic. If mm-hmm. people go for the full VIP Joby, okay. otherwise it's in digital. It comes in digital, uh, or you know, comic book and ID card form. There you go. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today, Galena. Thank you. Uh, yes. Okay. So I'm just going to show you the comic book. Sure. One of my little, not one of my scudders will bring a comic book to me. One of your pages. Uh, so yeah, uh, no, it's not going to read it at all. Look, it doesn't, it won't see it. <laughs> there's, a, there's our main character. There you go. Good looking guy. Because the back, yeah, the background's on, so you can't see it. Anyway, there is a comic book for sure, for sure, for sure. Sure. Hey, that's it. 